Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, September 1st. And Ed, it was a big week for the Bulls. Yeah, it was. Even though we sort of paused late in the week, it was still strong gain for the indexes and, and leading stocks. want to take a look at Baker Hughes, Samsara, and Tesla to wrap up the week. Okay, we will get to those stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq down on the day, but basically flat, just edging lower. We had on the upside, the Russell 2000 with a strong day up 1.1%. So small caps outperforming the Dow up three tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 up two tenths of a percent. So even with the NASDAQ dipping slightly, it was a downside reversal today, but holding uh, right above 14,000 for the week, we saw some notable technical action, Ed. Yeah. So you look at a weekly chart and you go like, that's pretty darn strong. So even though, yeah, we sort of went nowhere after Wednesday, Tuesday really was decisive just to go back to the daily chart. I mean, just how the market was just trying as much as possible to make this easy almost. It's like, here we go, blasting through the 50-day line. It's a follow-through day, breaking a trend line. Uh, so there was a lot of things there. Then we had these other days, incremental gains with more stocks coming out, not a crazy amount, but enough to give you, say, like, oh, get into the market a little bit more, add a little more exposure. And even now, there's still more stocks setting up. So this market seems to be trying to get people to, to get into the market in a disciplined way. Uh, so a lot of positive action. And, you know, we could pause here, but I don't, we don't have to. I mean, we're not like extended or anything, but if we pause, we'd see more handles, we'd see some more bases. So, uh, that would be fine. I think the one thing is this to remember that we could always come back down. I mean, the Dow right. is testing its 50-day line, and the NASDAQ is really only like 1% above that level. I mean, they, so it wouldn't take much for the Dow to go under, and it wouldn't take much for the S&P and NASDAQ to go under. I'm not saying it would. They could test it and then bounce back. But right. you can imagine the mindset. If we went through below the 50-day line, and you could see it and close below it, all of a sudden, this rally would start to look weaker. So that doesn't seem to be what's happening. I mean, it doesn't seem to, there's no real evidence of that, but it's just something that investors have to keep in mind. It's not like, you know, when you go on a trapeze, you know, wire, there may not be a net. You might think there's a net, but there may not be a net below you. So just, just keep that in mind as you, uh, as you trade. Right. So that follow through day on Tuesday feels pretty pivotal, pivotal, but it's not a fail safe. So for starters, let's see if the NASDAQ can hold the 50-day. Then we'd be keeping an eye on the low of the follow-through day because if we close below that, that doesn't mean the rally is over. We'd have to close below that low from 818, but it wouldn't be good to see a close below that follow-through day low because our research shows that, that uh, if that happens at a quick clip, that that increases the likelihood of a rally's failure. But for now, we are getting a lot of positive signals to be adding exposure, as you said. That's absolutely right. Let's take a look at the Russell 2000, which we mentioned outperformed today, got above its 50-day moving average and got above 1,900, which is great. But a breakout area wouldn't happen until 2000 for the Russell 2000. Uh, and that's an area that hedge fund manager Jim Ropel said he has his eye on when he joined us on IBD Live this morning. So a, a good week for the Russell of 3.6%. Now can we get it to break out? That would be the next 
big test. And this is sort of tells you something about the breadth of the market. I mean, it was a strong week for breadth. And even today, with the market sort of going nowhere, it was pretty strong advanced decline line beat. But at the same time, you can see how far yeah, we have to go to get above these levels. And the Russell was boosted probably by banks by some of the interest rate shifts today. Uh, but uh, nice, nice week. But yeah, a lot more to go with this with this one. You mentioned interest rates. So let's take a look at zero TNX reversing higher here. So do you think uh, pretty impressive to see the NASDAQ just edge lower with uh, rates going back up? Ed? I think so. And uh, that was, you know, because that took out a big chunk of the gain. Uh, and a lot of the loss in the NASDAQ wasn't because, again, the advanced decline line was strong. A lot of it was Tesla, which we'll look at a little bit. It was somewhat NVIDIA, a few names like that, because uh, QQEW, uh, that was actually positive now that I think about that, you know, so that one actually rose with the with the yields rising. So that was very impressive. Yeah, uh, the fact, you know, you could have imagined that we would have given a lot more back given that spike in yields, given the spike in the dollar, uh, which was pretty powerful today, that had come back down. So the yields falling and the dollar falling were a big reason why Tuesday happened the way it did. And right. so then with the dollar like that, uh, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It was, it was pretty darn resilient, uh, the way we acted today. Right. And, uh, Jim Ropel also mentioned oil, definitely something to watch Ed USO up two and a half percent on Friday alone for the week up 6.2%. And that looks like a pretty strong breakout. Yeah. Pretty clear breakout. We paused for a couple of weeks or so a lot, you know, the oil prices paused for a little while, so the oil stocks paused for a little while. Well, oil had a huge week. I think it was over 7% on the actual crude number. Mm. So really moving higher. And obviously, we're going to take a look at Baker Hughes. Uh, this, you know, And sometimes when oil is up, that's not a great sign for the market, uh, for the rest of the market. So something to keep in mind. But this is definitely, uh, that was a very healthy pause, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's take a look at XLE, the energy sector that this also looks like a breakout move on Friday for XLE at no yeah, surprise absolutely. with what yeah. uh, oil is doing. And a couple other sector ETFs. Here's IGV. I'm going to go to the weekly charts for these. IGV up 4.6% today. A nice move above the 10-week line. SMH, which tracks chips, up 4.8%, getting back above its 10-week line as well. XHB, notable move here for the home builders with XHB up a nice 6.2% to get back above its 50-day line. And then we have XLI, industrial stocks, back above the 10-week, up 2.1% for the week. SLX, this is steel, a nice week here as well up 4.9%, looks like in some volume bouncing off of the 10-week line. So if we're talking about a broad-based rally, Ed, does it feel like we're getting it? We are getting it. I mean, you see more of it because here's RSP still, it had it had a positive day, better than the S&P, though it's, it's certainly not decisively above the 50-day line. I'd like to see this one get more. But yeah, there's definitely breadth, and that's something nice is that there is a lot. There are a lot of stocks that seem to be setting up in growth and, and outside of growth. So there'll be a lot of opportunities if this market keeps going higher. 
uh, you haven't missed the train. I mean, you know, there, there might be some of the first class seats might have been taken, but uh, there, there should be a lot of seats if, if this market goes higher. Yeah, we'll have to see if it can continue. In the oil and gas space, let's take a look at Baker Hughes. This is BKR finishing up 1.7% on the day. Volume did come into this stock above average on Friday and Thursday as well. See, the closing range was about 38%. So uh, maybe a little disappointing there after that early strength ed. But it did clear this tight action. And I think it was a, a pretty decent day for the stock. Obviously, we would have loved to see it close at day highs. Yeah, and also that that closing range is based off of its intraday highs. And so if you think about the true range, because it did gap up, I mean, it's not a massive gap up, but, you know, it probably closed in the upper half of its of its range from yesterday's close. From yesterday's close. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you always like to you always like to see closing at the top. But if you look on a weekly chart, this is where you really can see because it's like this sort of looks messy. It looks like a short consolidation, but there's been a lot of tight action there. Uh, so you could basically treat that as a flat base. You could also treat this area as a handle to a mammoth consolidation, however you want to look at it, but, uh, and not too far from the 10 week line and so on. There's a lot of reasons why you could have gotten into this, uh, pretty strong numbers here. Uh, again, you know, oil is going up. There's demand for all this equipment, demand for oil services, uh, definitely. And this is a big name. So it's probably not one that's going to shock you. Some of the other names have had some pretty big, wild intraday swings. This one, I'm not, I mean, it can go down a lot you know, right. if things go badly. If oil prices tumble, this is not going to go well. Uh, but, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's not going to probably have that stock-specific news that's going to just go, wow. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons why investors might want to take advantage of this one. Yeah, up 4% for the week in above average volume after about five or six weeks or so of quiet volume there. And I think another thing about this one, Ed, is this is on my Magic 8 screen. So <laughs> uh, it does meet a lot of uh, fundamental and technical criteria, you know, 80, a minimum 80 composite, minimum 80 RS, minimum 80 EPS, and it's beating all of those. I mean, this has a 99 composite rating and uh, some strong fundamentals here and relative strength is looking pretty good. So definitely a setup to watch. It seems like the next level to the upside that could pose some challenges would be just shy of 40. So if it does continue to run up, we'll have to see how it handles those prior highs around that level, Ed. Yeah, that's the next resistance, but it's acting great now. Yes, it is. Let's take a look at uh, Amazon was uh, our IoT. stock of the day, but you wanted to take a look at IoT. <laughs> Let's go to IoT. Up 22% for the week, some strong volume. I like that RS line blue dot. Yeah, this one blasted out. I mean, it, it gave some opportunities. There was, a, it came through on earnings, uh, went through above this double bottom base. It's, it's technically in range, though it's getting high in that buy range. I, it is, though, feeling a little extended from the 50-day line. And maybe this will just power on. I mean, this has had great numbers. I think the time to buy it was that trend line that you had uh, right during, you know, it was uh, looking at it. And that, that's when it was still pretty close to the, relatively close to the 50-day line. 
So there was that opportunity. Uh, so you could buy it here, but you could also wait for to see if it pauses for several days. Maybe it gets a little bit of a chance, you know, makes it takes a little pause. I don't know the, you know, the, the 10, 50 day line probably wouldn't do much to catch up because it's not really moving up right now. Uh, but it would at least provide a little bit of uh, rest. So that might be something you do. But this one clearly showed a lot of action. It's also one reason why you have to not pay too much attention overnight because this was going nowhere overnight. This was doing, it's like, okay, and it was that, and, and now, and then this happened. Uh, so here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great reminder. Overnight action doesn't always translate to the following session. And this was our stock of the day. And uh, <laughs> we encourage everyone to check out that article, but it's really nice to see uh, the fundamentals start strengthening here for this stock ed and the forward-looking estimates look pretty compelling as well here. Yes, they do. And let's take a look at Tesla. So not every stock had an explosive week throughout the week. Tesla down over 5% on Friday with volume picking up a little bit. And there was some news here, uh, a couple of headlines, Ed. Yeah, I'll go through the news. And then there's a lot. There's some positives on the technical side, too. But I just want mm -hmm. the news is that first they, they released uh, in China the updated Model 3. Now, maybe some of that news was already priced in because there's been a lot of buzz for that. Uh, the pricing was a little bit uh, unexpected. But then on the other side is that then they slashed Model S and X prices in the U.S. and China. I mean, they really cut those prices in the U.S. Uh, and they also cut the FSD prices. So now that they've been also... cutting prices, right, Ed? Oh, yeah, they have been cutting throughout the year and they've been there's inventory discounts. But this was like another 15, 20 percent, you know, so really big cuts uh, that have come in there. Uh, and it just sort of undercuts the whole argument that, well, maybe Marge, maybe price cuts are almost done. Again, this is the Model S and X. It's not the Model Y. That would be the one that's like you really, that would be really worrisome. But I think that caught people by surprise. And this is another one that really wasn't trading before the open. I mean, it was just sort of flat. It's like, I, you know, who knows where it was going to go. Uh, on the technical side, just on the daily, on Tuesday, it got back above the 50-day line and it held there. But it never decisively broke above it. And it was fine. Look, I mean, it's like after that big day, that's fine. But it didn't quite give that reason, hey, let's get in. If it had just shown a little more strength, I think it would have been more positive. That's one reason to wait for a little bit more. And I will say on the flip side on the weekly, it, it, you know, it held the 21-day line. And then for the week, it still rose. This one is in the low part of its range. So it's not great. You obviously wouldn't have wanted that. But hey, ultimately, it is rising. If this re rebounds, you know, if they say, well, wait a second, this isn't so bad, uh, you know, I, this and this and this, analysts digest all this news, maybe it sets up and blows by the 50-day line decisively, and, you know, that area will look like resistance. But this is why maybe you wait a little bit for that decisive move uh, above that level, even though it's tempting, I want to buy it here, I want to buy it low, is you never know, you know, when it, when it gets to those levels, you know, not just this stock, but any stock, will it really go through? Right. And you're right. If it can consolidate here for a little bit and then push higher, once it does that, then it wouldn't look so straight up off the bottom. Right. As opposed to if it would have just continued to power through that 50 day line, uh, you know, maybe it would look due for a pause. So. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And so I was like, you know, we looked at the fundamentals on things like IoT and Baker Hughes. This one is a little shaker. It has a great track record in the past, but so you can see a lot of numbers in the hundreds percent, 200 percent. There's reasons why it was going up. 
Uh, earnings are going to fall this year. There was sort of an odd reason why it rose last quarter. It's going to fall in Q3 almost certainly. Uh, analysts are expecting a bounce, so we'll see how that comes. But there's a lot of questions there. It's not the same story that it was. You know, it doesn't mean it can't have another run, uh, but uh, it, it's just a something to keep it's a different picture. And there's other names like Lee Otto say that are showing strong growth. It was something that Jim Ropel pointed out. It's hard. You can't compare. Like a couple of years ago, you would say, well, Tesla was the one that had those big earnings growth. But now, now Lee Otto has that growth uh, in a way that Tesla doesn't uh, right and now. And the price is reflecting that yes, right now. absolutely. Yes. Okay, Ed. So what should we be doing as we prepare for the week ahead? No trade on Monday. We've got the Labor Day holiday. So, hey, I guess it's one one extra day for us to uh, freshen up our watch lists, assess, assess our portfolios and get our plan of action together for the week ahead. I think you got it right there. I think you should be going, you know, especially on the watch list. This is a great time to be doing because a lot of stocks are setting up and a chance to say, well, which, where do I want to get in here? Uh, you know, and think about what sectors you want to get into, like energy and growth, obviously, but there's other places that you could get into. Uh, this This could be a time, you know, and, 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 like preparing for it. You don't know. If the market sells off next week, then then you say, well, I'm not going to add to th- add things. But if this market continues to show strength, you want to be adding exposure and you want to be adding in the right names. And so this is the time. Get that magic eight ball. Get, you know, get that, uh, get your screens going so you are ready to go for the coming week. Right. And I think another lesson from this week is I think a lot of traders could have gotten pretty bearish at that big reversal bar the Thursday prior, when whatever day that was, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the 24th. I think there were reasons to be bearish with that uh, bad reversal, the rejection at the 50-day. But we had a follow-through day three days later, and that presented buying opportunities. Not like kid in the candy store buying opportunities, it sounds <laughs> like. But you know, there's a reason why you should always have your watch list ready and your game plan ready because things can move and shift so quickly. And we have to be willing to change our mindset in three trading days uh, to be able to go the other direction. Yeah, that that is right. Staying flexible is just so important and not, and not trying to guess where the market is, but like just see what the market is doing. Uh, so we have a great week, long weekend to, to hopefully relax, but also do some work uh, for the week ahead. Yes. And I know your weekend column has a, a lot of trade ideas packed in it, and it will. And we look forward to reading that along with our other coverage on investors.com. And the team will see you on Tuesday, where we'll talk about more trade ideas, stocks that are looking potentially actionable, the team's market outlook portfolio management tips, and so much more. That'll be on IBD Live in the morning, investors.com slash IBD Live. So we will see you there Tuesday morning. Hope everyone has a great long weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.